Yeah. Hey, Dylan. Uh, Nick, Arkansas fan. Um, yeah, I, I I think you said that Texas was going to run for 400 yards, and um, pretty sure that didn't happen. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was Arkansas who had 330-some-odd rushing yards. Anyways, um, welcome to the SEC. Got your ass. Welcome to Too Much Dip. My name's Dave. Except he didn't, because I never said that. Pull the tape. Never said that. I think I might have said that. <laughs> I really, I really, I've said that about Texas in the last couple of weeks, but I think that might have been me. I said, I said but either way, I was doing it. In, I was speaking for you on your behalf as your authorized agent. Well, I don't know if that's if that's something you were allowed to do. I did say B. I'm gonna run wild, and I thought he would, and he certainly didn't. But that's the O line's fault. My name is Dave. This is the Too Much Dip podcast. We like to just throw around sports banter just like that all day, every day. Usually just Monday. Thursdays, though, with the live stream. KJ's here. I can't believe y'all got beat by the SEC. Despicable. Oh, you're a big SEC guy now. I am. Uh, SEC. SEC. SEC, KJ. Securities Exchange Commission. No. Yes. All in. Look, it was a tough weekend. Tough weekend. All right. That's Dylan, guys. This is Dylan yeah, I'm Shivery. I'm here. Took it. Took so, a lot of L's on the sports front. I'm showing face. I took. There's not an L I didn't take over the weekend when it okay. comes to. You had sports. dinner at a very nice steakhouse last night, and that's a dub. When in it my comes book. to the sports, I took every L. Every game that was on the table, I I took the L. I took the L from it. So, uh, very unfortunate weekend for me uh, when it comes to the sports. Lost the big games. <laughs> But I'm here. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm not going to run and hide from these people. Shout out to his family. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to do some stuff on this episode. You bet your ass. We're going to do uh, some college football. We're going to do some National Football League. We're going to maybe take a couple calls or just play some calls. We're not live. But it's going to be a good time. Um, do me a few favors, though, before we get into it. Go follow Meat Smokers Only on Instagram. And also, Too Much Dip Podcast. That's Dip with two Ps on Twitter. And Too Much Dip Podcast on Instagram. Check that out. That's uh, social media content for you. I see something different about Meat Smokers Only recently. New logo alert, KJ. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you to Ricky Prosper, a friend of the the company, friend of the show, and just an all-around great artist. We've got some of his work showcased throughout the lodge here. Um, But yeah, he hit us up with a, a really good logo. KJ and I kind of tag team that one. Thank you for your help with that. All in. What do you think about the logo, Dylan? Oh, I thought it, I thought it's a, it's a it's a it's great. What was your favorite <laughs> part of the logo? Uh, how the smoke is just like billowing <laughs> out of the is the, it out of the traditional offset smoker. It's funny you say that because uh, there were more than one text sent specifically about the the style of the smoke. So I appreciate you putting in yeah. the time to. You know, consider the final outcome and the lack thereof smoke. I've always been a fan of the traditional offset smoker. Uh, some say <laughs> okay. that it's a little bit more difficult, a little challenging to keep a temperature regulated in there, which it I, is. I, I think there's no disagreeing with that. Yeah, but you know, it, it's it's what we've been doing it for a long time. So it's a good it's a good logo, guys. Good, yep, great. Well, work. thank you, shout Ricky. Out to, shout out to Ricky's yep. family. Shout out to Ricky's family. I'm sure they're lovely, much like Ricky. Um. Do you want to start with some um, 
no longer breaking news, but I feel like it um, is relevant to this pod. A little Big 12 talk. Oh, yes, yes. I thought we were breaking the news of how I'm all meated up, thanks to Brett. But, yes. What did he give you exactly? A lot. The gift of meat. All of Brett gave KJ meat. Emptied his freezer. Brett's in the middle of a move. Emptied his freezer on my behalf. Uh, your boy will turn that into some uh, carnivore content, if you will. Can I ask a question about frozen meats? Hmm. Um, question myself after this. Okay, Go great. Ahead. How long can you keep uh, like a chicken breast frozen? I don't know, but you need to speak faster so I can get this back to Dallas. I offered you a cooler. I'm kidding. I have courtesy no of Woodhouse Chocolates. I have no idea. I just know that you cannot refreeze after they're thawed. So the most likely outcome is whatever is in that bag will need to be cooked in some fashion this week. And uh, living in the household of uh, 1.5 meat eaters, uh, you know, uh, it's a lot. So your boy's going to be cooking, vacuum sealing, dealing, all of the above. Wow. Just handing it out to the guys on the tee box. Here's the question I have. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that Brett brought KJ the meat in a, uh, a bison Soft cooler. Yes. Um, I also remember that they used to be a, a sponsor of ours. And uh, um, I don't remember, however, uh, that cooler entering the office as something that maybe we could take home. I, I have host. never seen a soft cooler. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make here, Dave. Is that they maybe, just maybe they sent us a giant all, one. Maybe Brett pulled the old, oh, I'm not even going to let the product come into the office so they can even have a chance to claim it. I'm just going to keep it for myself move, which is something that uh, we've had people in the network do in the past. Might, you know what? A guy who used to be on this show full-time, yeah. Micah Weiner. Not going to mm. say name. I just said you his just, name. You just said I just outed his it. first and his last name. Actually. Well, you yeah. know what? He uh, he had been known to commandeer some things. That's a, that's a fine-looking cooler. It's a great – a soft cooler is – is it's not like a BTS and, like, it's, it's not mobile. expected long-term to grow. But it's versatile. It's, it's something that right now, it's very hot. That's how yeah. you diversify your portfolio for sure. you got to cool. go soft. Very cool. Well, let's get back to that gabagool, as they would say, on Thursday nights. Uh, big news came down the pipeline, much expected over the last few weeks, but, uh, the big 12 has officially expanded by adding four teams to the, uh, what was left seven. I'm still trying to figure out how you incorporated Gabagool into this. I played that drop <laughs> almost weekly. But, uh, I know, but I just, it, I'm sorry. There, it doesn't make sense when I play it. It's not going to make it's sense okay. when I say it. And it was a meat thing. Um, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, three of those four out of the American Athletic Conference. BYU has already announced that they will be joining the conference in 2023. The other three are free from the AAC in 2024 um, with the $10 million buyout. However, it's likely that they'll negotiate a higher buyout as UConn did when they stopped playing football. Um, so 2023 looks to be the year when these four teams will join. As of now, Oklahoma and Texas will be in the Big 12 until 2025. Mm -hmm. I would venture to say that there's not going to be a conference game between Cincinnati and Texas. And back yeah, back years. Texas uh, doesn't want that smoke. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's not going to be what two years or yeah, two years yeah. of a how many teams? In it the would be Big 14. Um, so the, they added. What's going to happen here? Yeah, yeah. So when they lost. Um, OU and Texas, they dropped down to eight. They had 10 teams in their league before. That was their whole thing. You play all of the nine other teams plus three non-conference teams. So now that they're losing two, they dropped eight, added two, added four, and back at 12. So I think Texas and Oklahoma will now begin to say, we've got two years to negotiate 
our early exit in 2023. So that that's my best guess. I think um, BYU's. Uh, I guess I've underestimated how well they do nationally, mm -hmm. like ratings wise, um, and how big their fan base is. Because I, I heard somebody talking about it, and they're they're up there. They do numbers. So it's this. That is obviously the uh, the big get for them at they, this. Like from these four, they definitely do draw national attention and. It's not a large school attendance-wise, so it doesn't have a gigantic alumni base, but I think it's just been a big brand from the popularity in the 80s, 90s as well, but understandably so also the religious tie-in. A lot of the... Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> the Catholics in Notre Dame on oh. NBC... There are several people who have nothing to do with Notre Dame, but they know that that's the university that is represented. It's going to say uh, different religion, different religion, and not quite the same effect has been, uh, you know, trickled down to TCU, who essentially doesn't claim to be a religious university, nor does SMU. Baylor certainly sticks with that. Liberty yeah. sticks with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't feel like it benefits Baylor in the same way that like Notre Dame and BYU. Uh, Baylor. Baylor wouldn't even be in the Big Twelve if it wasn't for. Uh... Ann Richards. Hey, That's very true. Shout out to her. Rest in peace. Can the can conferences stop naming themselves with numbers in them? <laughs> the Pac I, I like the that. Twelve. I like that. The Big Twelve. I you know how many teams the Big Twelve. Ten currently. Eight. Um, the Big Ten became the Big Ten plus one. What's going on? Just stop. Yeah, the problem I would say is like you're not going to change the Big Ten like. They're not going to come up with a name that fits. Like it's not the Midwest Conference, like maybe because that's taken. Um, it, like there's nothing that would make sense geographically, or as they tried to do and stop naming their conferences Eastern and Western. Do you remember that nightmare? They had like the Independence and the the American Conference. Yeah, like hate it. Eastern I do. West. Oh, they stopped doing yeah. that. Oh yeah, like three years in because nobody remembered. They're like Rutgers is in the. What was the point of that? Coastal Conference. It, ACC still does something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't see it going anywhere. Um, last note on this, it does leave the American athletic conference in a position of need. Obviously this is where SMU lies. Um, one of my few SMU points this week will be my pipe dream for what happens here is there's rumblings that the big 12 may not be done expanding. I don't see that including SMU on like a second wave two years down the line, maybe, but probably not dream would be somehow the mountain West conference, uh, you know, loses Boise State. They've held on to them for dear life for years, but getting Boise State, Colorado State, maybe picking up a North Dakota State, and maybe some votes in this county here. I feel like that guy with the rolled-up sleeves during election night. Like, what do we need to do to win? Um, I hate that guy, by the way. I, I hate that they force him on NBC, too. I feel like he's got nothing. Agreed. That's cool, man. He He knows how to work a map. Well, I don't need him on my college football. Well, but he tells you to like Damn. and subscribe at the end of the show. That's his whole bit. Oh shit! <laughs> What's up, he man? looks kind of like that guy now that I'm looking. You kind of do. It's weird. He it's looks weird like the guy in the Geico commercial where uh, uh, people are crying. Is it uh, Scott Con? I'm um, sorry. Anyhow, the I don't know the fourth team for this dream here, but getting Boise State, getting Colorado State, and North Dakota State, you I think begin to draw some attention back into the American Athletic Conference. Otherwise. It ain't going to last, and, you know, yeah, it's it's a lot of work done for nothing, becoming like the next-in-line conference. Yeah, we'll see where Texas State ends up. 
I know we were just talking about that recently, Dylan and I, in a private conversation. Like, what's next for the Texas State Bobcats? Are we going to end up in the Big 12, maybe on that second wave that you mentioned? <laughs> we don't know. I'll, I'll ride that second wave. They're okay. just just—they're basically UCF without a successful uh, football program. They're, big, they're a big state school. Yes. In the number one fastest-growing county and sub-metropolitan area in the nation. That's very true. Hayes County and San Marcos always top that list. It's a hot, hot area, Dave. They named it Hayes County after dealing with the rush. Yeah, I just, Hayes. Yeah. Fuck. Couldn't stop hazing fools. Um, um, let's do some games. You want to do games? Do we want to start with the one that everybody wants to hear us talk about? Which one is that? Uh, Texas, Arkansas. Yeah, let's get an it old, out of the way. an old. Hey, this is was a new twist on an old favorite, an old rivalry renewed. Renewed, yes, the old Southwest Conference rivalry game. And I, I didn't get a chance to watch. So what happened? Uh, Texas just got dismantled by Arkansas. Yeah, I watched. Out. Yeah, I was watching it from Micah's thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, here's here's my overall like take on mm-hmm. it. Um, so. Texas, look, if you've been paying attention to Texas the past, like, literal 12 years, I guess, they have not been good. They just haven't been good. 2009 was the last time Texas had a good football team. So, this game. Sugar Bowl, right? Relatively speaking. Okay. That was a good season. One exception in 12 years. That's a good point. One exception in 12 years. So, this game was not, like, a surprise. I mean, yes, I expected Texas to win. I think most people expected Texas to win the game. But... It's not a huge shock that Texas didn't win this game. Did everybody in our picks pick Texas? Yes. Okay. Cross the board. Obviously with the points. What I wanted to see as a Texas fan, aside from Texas, like from this season, is just that Texas is taking a step in the right direction to being a good football program again. Um, And not to say that they can't still after this, but this was a a step back in that expectation for me. Was it – I guess what was it about this game that like it's one thing I think to lose. Yeah. It's another to get run all over. I know, think yeah. Unless I, the quarterback's name is KJ and then you're like, "Okay, I kind of get it. He goes for sure." Um, but I think I think Sark is a good football coach. I think he's going to be successful at Texas. What I was not prepared to see is that the talent on the lines is just severely yeah. lacking. Gotcha. Severely lacking. Like th- the quarterback thing. Look, you got to. I mean, he's a brand new coach. These guys that are playing for him, he didn't recruit them. Maybe one or two. Um, but what I did not expect to see was just the O line and the D line just get completely manhandled the entire game. Do you think Texas overemphasizes uh, recruiting skill players as opposed to like the guys in the trenches? This is something I saw. Like uh, some Longhorn friends I follow on Twitter were yeah. were. were Alluding to this, and because you know, know Texas always know. has top talent at those Texas skill has positions. A, a few very talented guys on the team. Uh, number zero, the linebacker for Texas, Overshone, is legit. That guy just flies around making plays. He's an NFL guy. They have they have some players on the team, none of which I have noticed on the O line. They had a guy drafted pretty early on last year, Sam Cosme, is playing for the the uh, Washington Football Team. Related to Quan. Um. Did I say Cosby? Is Cosme? Oh, my bad. Yeah, Sam Cosme. Oh, I know you're talking about actually now. Um, but yeah, the O line—they just got absolutely whipped. I mean, Bijan Robinson, who is a very, very talented running back, he, he'd get the ball and it was just—he he had three guys just meeting him at you know 
behind the line of scrimmage immediately. It seemed like it was just it was just an ugly game. I don't know, man. This is it. Just feels like a, a pretty big step back. It does. I, so, some I saw a lot of overreaction, and yeah. and let's see how the season shakes out. Like maybe this is a good Arkansas team. Like maybe you know that at least competes. Yeah. Um, I think that was what was so shocking. Is like because I was talking to to Club Cool's own Barrett Dudley, Longhorn guy. Before the game, I was like, you know, I was pretty confident in like picking Texas, but like this is. Probably the the most intense atmosphere Hudson Carr, the Texas quarterback, has has ever been in. So it's a road game, of course. Uh, Arkansas, like even though they've been down for many many years, um, they still show up. And for Texas, they're going to be it's going to be a pretty yeah. wild atmosphere. And not ha- not being able to go to games last year, yeah. So I was like, I kind of think I didn't really factor that in. Yeah. And he wasn't great. He no, was not he, good. He wasn't. I I don't. You know, you don't get to see all the progressions um, when you're watching on TV. They showed, they showed some angles from behind the line where you got to see, see some of it. But he missed three or four deep balls where he had guys open, open, and he just flat out missed them. Got a little happy feet. Did they look bad enough to go from 15th to – I'm just doing a quick count here for the AP rankings uh, – 10th in others receiving votes. So it essentially dropped 20 spots. Like nothing about what I'm looking through and, and the parts of the game that I did see tells me they deserve to drop from 15 to now being behind Miami, who we saw get trounced. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't care like, about any of that. Uh, again, rankings don't matter, but I, like, I mean, they lost. They lost by 19 points to an Arkansas team that wasn't getting much respect before this game. True. So I don't. I don't know. Arkansas, I don't know how good – who knows? Arkansas, like Dave said, they might end up being a good football they, program this year. Arkansas has got A&M in a couple of weeks at AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. which is probably going to be a really fun game to go to. Be a good barometer. And they go to Georgia. See how good the they actually week. are. Oh, that's such and I, I really don't know. I, I just know that they're a lot better than Texas right now. I would say if they split those games, whichever way you take it, that's just how tough the SEC is, then uh, – you know, it's a respectable loss. 19's a lot, I think, because of the team, the type of team you're playing when they're just not blowing things up from a passing game standpoint and they're just kind of grinding yeah. out a win like that. It's demoralizing, yeah. but I don't yeah. think it's uh, as bad. So, it, it'll look less bad. Let me, the, season goes the, the social media fault, before you make a point, the social media fallout as a Texas fan, it, it's brutal right now. I mean, with the whole horns down thing that the Big 12 made a big deal out of, which – Maybe there's a conspiracy theory behind that. I don't know about wanting to like make Texas look bad. Um, and then with, of course, every Big Twelve fan of, unless you're a fan of OU or Texas, is just the the hate being lobbed at Texas right now. It's it makes social media pretty unbearable. So I, I keep my mouth shut and I just stay off of it. It's it's tough. Yeah, I I've, I feel. I feel like you're a pretty measured Texas fan. So I feel like you get a lot of shit. And it probably doesn't help that the the host of this pod just plays Imagine a call if I off the top. Talked a lot of shit to I, you'd be the yeah. I, it, 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 people would kill me. Well, let me. Um, did you watch the game to the end? I turned it off uh, early in the fourth quarter. I just couldn't. Well, I think when when Arkansas had scored their fortieth point, I was like, I, I'm so I've seen enough. Watching LSU last week um, lose to uh, UCLA. Watching the fourth quarter of that game, it, there looked like there was some give up on the defense. Was that my where I was watching it? The Mizzou game got put on Mizzou Kentucky, great game by the way. Shout out to Micah and his family. Um, 
did Texas was there any of that where you know guys look like they stop they stop playing hard because that's that's a, that's so. tough that's a that's um, a bad look for a guy in his first year. That's the, Sark, the biggest that insult you for a coach like yeah. your team quit on you. So I, I don't I didn't notice that again. I stopped watching early in the fourth quarter, um, but I don't think so. Especially since Casey Thompson would like entered the game. Hudson Card was pulled. Thompson was brought in. Who will be the starter at Rice? He will be. He's been announced. He'll he's starting next week. But maybe Texas needs to be put in Rice. And I think. I think. Um, <laughs> I think Casey Thompson is a very popular figure on that team. So I don't think the guys are going to quit. On he's him. the like Travis kid, right? No, that's Hudson Card. Uh, where's Casey Thomas from? Thompson. Thompson. And I don't know. <laughs> okay. We're just not listening to you announce yeah. last names today. And I just really wanted Quan Cosby to get mentioned today. Um. Yeah. I think uh, a good spot to kind of shift from this game. Uh, also, um, sorry, I'm, I'm losing track of where I was at on on my uh, list here. The Texas A&M Colorado game. I watched quite a bit of that. Texas A&M also lost. Well, they lost their quarterback not voluntarily. Uh, Haynes King, who's a redshirt freshman, I equate him with Hudson Cart only because they're the same age, uh, and they were both top quarterbacks in the state at that time. Um, his injury looked brutal uh, because it occurred like him kind of getting whipped into another player and breaking his ankle like midair, like leg snapping around another player. So that just – it may have happened when somebody fell on but it just was an ugly tackle. Yeah. Um, I kind of made the throwaway comment um, whenever he was announced as the starter about his size, and I don't think that's going to be an issue, but he definitely has like some Zalatoris to him. Like he's not a big body guy at all. To be starting uh, some of these games. Interesting comp. You know, I'm golf guy, so I've got PGA rookie of the back. year. Bring it on yeah. back to the round ball. That was a game with very little offense. I mean, I think Colorado was their quarterback, also a freshman, I believe. He looked rough. Yeah, they, it was just an ugly game. At one point, AM was going in to score and fumbled on, I think, the one inch line. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up pulling it out at the end. I thought they were going to lose. I think most people did. So that's a game that if AM's playing Tulane, where like they've got a sophomore quarterback who's been around a little bit and, and had some competitive games at high level, like Tulane walks away from that game, yeah, up twenty, like, unhinged, unhinged Jimbo this, on the sidelines. This too. quarterback for Adam who went down was he was he supposed to be legit? I mean, I don't know. He was good. He was kid. top, I think top four quarterbacks in the state and probably yeah. top ten in the nation or whatever. And you know, uh, was competent, has a good arm. I don't know that he was like slated to be anybody's like. Heisman candidate as a redshirt freshman this year, but he's probably the type of guy that, like, Sam Howell at North Carolina or Bo Nix, like, you check in two years down the line and people are like, oh, is this guy a day one guy for the NFL just by nature of starting three years in the uh, big right. conference? Man, you know, I got to watch a lot of this game, uh, mainly because uh, the game that I was trying to watch that was on before it uh, got cut off by the the A and M Colorado game kickoff of that, uh, and of course I'm talking about um, the game of the week in many people's eyes, uh, Oregon Ohio State. I was on the lake and kind of took this game for granted. Like it's just spelled. I really want a team to win, like for no real reason, but just kind of for chaos' sake. And you know, hey, I saw some flaws in this team's game the prior week and you just want to make sure what you're seeing is accurate you know i made the comments last week about ohio state having so many home run touchdowns like not having any grind them out drives uh against minnesota and getting run all over didn't bode well wanted to kind of see that play out not to be right but just to make sure you know you're on par out on lake didn't expect anything got back in 
holy shit, Oregon pulled it out. Uh, I would ask you how the end of the game went, but uh, Fox Dude, didn't well, care to let you see that. Yeah, so Fox switched. I don't know if this was nationwide, but everybody it. on Twitter was bitching about it. It um, had to be Texas, like A&M-centric type thing. Um, but, yeah, so like six or seven minutes left in a one-score game. <laughs> Iowa State gets it, and then it goes to commercial. I was like, oh, uh, that's weird. YouTube TV screwed mm-hmm. something up. Okay. And I wait, and they go to uh, Colorado, and I was like, uh, what? And then I go on, I do what I do now to, to get my news. I go to Twitter and I type it in and everybody's, <laughs> everybody's losing their shit. So, um, they wanted, you had to watch the rest of the game on the Fox sports app Ugh. and then you had they to like log in to FS one or something. No, that was Whoa. the thing. I think you could maybe go into FS or Fox sports Southwest or not even Southwest Fox sports online and enter your TV provider and do that whole deal. But like, I was like that. I, I was like in the process of getting ready for, for yeah. Micah's thing. And I was I was like okay this is this is annoying because and and luckily I didn't miss some insane comeback. Um, Ohio State I think I had like two, a couple chances to drive like it down forth, the field, yeah. but um, Oregon looked pretty sick. And uh, that was that's a really fun team when they're clicking and when they're really good. Didn't realize uh, Outcast's own big boy's son is a redshirt <laughs> freshman running back on Oregon. He was in the crowd uh, talking that shit a little bit, so that was cool. Um, Ohio State quarterback, it was a weird deal. It's like so C.J. Stroud. He looked good, not great. He was fine. He looks like a talented guy who's still figuring it out. Exactly. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. And I hope I hope um, he gets a chance to do that because I think he'll be good. And I don't, I don't see them making a move. Yeah. I, don't, I don't follow them that closely at all, fine. obviously. And just like Clemson losing to Georgia – I hated the overreactions that like immediately ruled out a conference or ruled out this team from the playoff because we all know at the end of the year it's not like you're dealing with five undefeated teams. Like Ohio State's going to play Michigan later in the year, and Michigan looks to be piecing together uh, some wins if they can keep it up. They beat Washington, uh, although Washington's in a bad spot with the new coach. But um, they'll have opportunities to kind of maintain that, that prominence, I think, and, and work their way back up. That's – I keep bringing up rankings, and, and I agree with Dylan. I don't personally like care about them. I just hate how much they impact the outcomes of the season later in the year and the yeah. narrative of the season during the year. Uh, my small soapbox on this would be we saw Georgia, a top-five team, beat another top-five team. As far as the work done this year, like you would say, like, there's no reason they shouldn't be number one. Like You ranked Alabama number one coming in the season just as a guess. There's no harm in like – saying Georgia's had the best win and played the best teams. Again, Oregon's beat Ohio State. They shouldn't be behind Oklahoma. They just beat Ohio State. Oklahoma struggled against Tulane and then beat Western, you know, uh, WCU, I don't, Western Carolina, <laughs> 75 to nothing. Like, that doesn't earn you, uh, like, moving up in rankings. So that's where it bugs me because inevitably what will happen is you're going to get insert teams from a conference – that won't be named, will play each other based on these rankings. A&M holding their fifth, spe- fifth seat after playing Colorado down to the wire as opposed to, you know, somebody being ranked a little bit higher. And I'm like, now somebody whoever beats A&M in a week and a half beat a top-five team, and that goes on their record. So that's where it bugs me. Anyhow, um, other notable uh, damn that really happened, huh? Uh, Florida State lost to Jacksonville in the last-second play. Looked a lot like the opening touchdown for the Rams game last night, which we'll get to, where the player just 
was in position. Just dude, never put the guy on the ground. Like it was an embarrassing way to lose the game, especially that, to Jacksonville State. Yeah, and I mean, like, imagine if you were on Florida State and you've been <clears throat> planning this big proposal to your girlfriend. And you're like, man, I'm going to do it after the game. And then you do it after a um, monumental upset uh, walk-off loss. And then you, uh, and now you're now you're like a meme on every sports account on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, we, we'll skip the part about how nonsensical it is to propose when you're in college. But <laughs> he probably picked this game. Like, okay, a sure win. This is homecoming game. Yeah, a sure win. <laughs> like, this is safest time to propose in uniform is going to be after the Jacksonville State game. Do you think and Jacksonville went along with it? I, how do you not like postpone it? Do you think Jacksonville State got wind of this and it was bulletin board material? <laughs> like, they knew he went to Jared's and got that ring. They're like, dude, this is how confident they are. They they're not taking y'all seriously. This dude's going to propose after the game. But if your team loses. How do you not just be like, you know what, let me let me sit on this for a little bit. Like, that happens, and she walks down, she knows something's up, and you, like, Cause it's put your like, hand in your pocket, and you pull out, you're like, ah. Because it's not like you had, like, a bunch of, like, friends and family there to be, like, you know, maybe, celebrating with them. Maybe they were uh, in the crowd over the shoulder of the picture taken. So you think he, like, it could have been pre-orchestrated, like, the like, whole. Maybe, it, I guess that's one of those where you did screw yourself into the day, but you definitely <clears throat> just wait until after yeah, if that's the game. me. If I had like friends and family like ready, I'd, I'd be like, "Yo, I'm, I'm giving them the, like like plans are off move." The, yeah, the meet me yeah. outside the locker room hey, here in thirty. We're, we're gonna go back to the drawing board on this one and maybe pick a better game. KJ, you've you've been in some some film rooms in your day. You've broken down some tape. How does this play in the uh, film room? I have a feeling that I mean the fact that they lost. It's not going to be a pretty place. Um, the day after any upset. I don't know that I've ever been on a team that was expected to win by a ton and lost a team this bad because I was either on a team that was that bad at SMU those years or the year I was at Texas Tech, the one loss that was like upsetting was to Oklahoma State. And the strength coach that's now at OU uh, and that entire coaching staff, Lincoln Riley was a GA there. We showed up the Sunday or the Monday after the game and they completely shut down like all of the supplements closets, like I think they like anything that could be fun or looked at as like a privilege to the players had completely been like erased. Like you get to film, there was no chit chat, no bullshit. This is when like Mike Leach began his whole phrase of swing your sword. We had a player show up to the meeting, like with sunglasses on in the meeting, like in everything stopped down. So like, I see this guy's photo probably being on a slide a la Austin powers for uh, Mike McCarthy during a team meeting. Like, one coach is going to bring this up as the type of nonsense, non-football bullshit that's been going on, or you're going to get some player yeah. who has some NIL deal that is, like, ridiculous. Like, he's getting a car, and he's doing some stupid thing with the local business, and that's going to be trotted out as your heads aren't paying attention, blah, blah, blah. That's what's going to happen. Absolutely. Mm. Was this the was that the precursor to your fat little girlfriends? <laughs> that was the Mike Leach. <laughs> That was that was that a Mike, a Mike Leach. Leach quote. It's a, qu- a Mike Leach quote. Well, it's, yeah, let's it's not. not a, it's not a Dave original. No, no, no. Let's, let's not. Uh, the, no, no, no. Don't. But, <laughs> it's amazing that he got away. Like a Brian vault. Kelly moment here, but uh, yes, not Jeez. a Dave original. But yes, that is. Uh, I wasn't there for that comment, but swing your sword was was created in that moment. Were you was, there for uh, uh, the shed? I was not there for the shed. So you weren't there James for the some of his after. some of Mike Leach's biggest moments. Uh, some might say my hatred of the SEC, uh, alleged hatred of the SEC, oh, could have no. began 
after that Cotton Bowl, which uh, was terribly, terribly refereed. Um, speaking of Brian Kelly, speaking of Brian Kelly, mm-hmm. and before that, speaking of Mike, Mike Leach, 2-0. Keep an eye out on them Bulldogs. Uh, Brian Kelly, almost lost to Toledo. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, uh, not a Peacock subscriber, so I wasn't <laughs> able to go beyond the yeah. paywall to watch this game. Again, but if you I th- I'll be honest, I thought about it. Had I not been doing anything at the time, I might have done it just to watch a, a Toledo team take out Notre Dame. Did you but... see the highlight of Notre Dame's quarterback, and his name escapes me at the moment, Jack get his finger that, that was dislocated I did. put back in right before making a, a, a touchdown pass? Mm. Of, of, yeah. I did. So that, that, was, always, cool. that always makes Cro- me. You know, lacrosse Game guys, winning they're, just, they're just built different. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. Yeah. I love when like small notes like that then become that guy's identity. Um, unrelated. I think it was uh, Rex Ryan on the NFL pregame on Sunday was like, Kyler Murray's going to have to understand that this isn't college football anymore. And I'm like, Kyler Murray's played more as an NFL quarterback than he did as a college quarterback now as a starter at this point. So, like, what are you saying? Like, you're just – you have this mindset. And – Jack Crone is a lax player. I feel like his his Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Now he's the finger guy. Now he's the finger. He fingered Toledo. Okay, I didn't. Okay. Shout out to SMU for winning <laughs> against UNT as well. Everybody cool. cared about that. Very cool, dude. People were wondering. People were wondering. Seth Latrell. Yeah, mm. coaching with a dip in his mouth at all times. TFM. Um, man, any other game? Anything else? Yeah, we've got a lot of games next weekend. I'm honestly excited. To talk Thursday draft night. Games. What's there? Who we got Thursday? Oh, live stream. Yeah, we did it Wednesday because of us. We had Brett's two year uh, dinner. But going forward, I promise these will be on Thursday night on the Washed Ooh, Media Thursday YouTube. Night. We'll pick games. We'll have fun. Speaking of games, guys, can can I take a second to talk about our friends at DraftKings? Please, Please dude. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL to kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you do not want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If the sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has a huge cash prize up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. We need you to go and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code WASHED to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code WASHED. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Very sick. As David said, Thursday night, live stream, 6.30, Dip Picks, sponsored by DraftKings. And we get to go over how terrible our picks were uh, the first week. Some of us hit their big boy stacks. It yeah. wasn't enough, buddy. Some of us. One of us. Actually, literally one of us. Will's not even here. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out uh, to Will and uh, Ronaldo. So Dylan and I had the, the privilege of watching the boys-Bucks game. Kick off of the NFL season, in, uh, but we were watching it from uh, Carve. Carve. 
Carve Steakhouse in West Austin. And uh, let me tell you, as far as game watching experience, and like, uh, granted, we we took the L. That was a fun L to watch. I did not expect it. I thought we were as I as I did on my uh, dip pick. I thought we were gonna get stomped. You did. I, I picked the Cowboys to cover, and they did. Uh, look, <laughs> as far as losses go, that's about the highest quality loss you can ask for from your football team. KJ just rolled his eyes. I did. I, I think he might disagree. A with team me. that's uh, I. The Cowboys looked very sharp. Very Dak coming off. Dak is the big is the, the injury. is the big one. He looked as sharp as as I've seen Dak look. I feel like there were a lot of people wondering why he didn't take any reps in the preseason. A lot of that was the shoulder or the lat injury. Um, and saying, oh, well, dude, this guy hasn't played in like a year and a half, so he's going to struggle. And he did not struggle. He, he had arguably, like, that was a top two or three Dak Prescott game ever. The interception he threw was between the numbers. CD just bobbled it. Yeah, CD will drop some balls on you. Um, you know, that was kicking, weird. the kicking game <laughs> didn't look great. Greg the leg. Uh, were you all about to break out the pitchforks over Zerline, like watching it live? Because uh, I know Twitter pretty quickly casts their lot. I think after, it was, there was an extra point, too. Mm-hmm. Right, that, the extra point was particularly egregious for me. Um, I might have gone for it in one of those scenarios. Um, fourth and goal fourth, on the three, I think. Yeah, I think I'm going for it, but whatever. I no, I wasn't, and, and a lot of it is yes, I was probably two martinis deep. Also, um, it's week one, and I didn't even expect them to be in the game. But had he missed the uh, the the go ahead. Mm-hmm. Field goal, which, then which is like his longest of the night, I think. Somehow, oh my god, so frustrating. What, so they left five points on the board with Greg or whatever, four points. Either way, the Cowboys are good, KJ. They're really good. They are. You better get used to That's it. That's great, Bucko. They should win the NFC East. They should. That's a good football team. Philly looked good too, the but Philly looked much improved. The Falcons are, were an absolute disgrace yesterday. Falcons couldn't finish in the red zone, and that's. I mean. Think of how many years or how many games you would see the highlight pop up that Julio Jones has not scored a red zone touchdown in 20-some-odd games. Like, I don't know what it is about Matt Ryan, but they cannot convert ever since they've lost, I don't know, Fonte Freeman is like a premier running back. Like, they have not been able to get it done in the red zone. Back to the Cowboys. The same, like – gumption that the Cowboys have to come into season and always feel like, Hey, we are going to win. We deserve to win. We are the best team in the league. Mm -hmm. It's the same attitude that can come out of a loss that they earn the L just as much. They earn the ability to like be in the game late in the game. Um, and then turn around and say, well, it was a good loss. And then when talking about other teams, because I think the Redskins have who I do. Whoa, hey. Yeah, you know. Well, Come on, man. It's 2021. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. The Washington football team has all of the reason in the world to have excuses, um, you know, losing their quarterback in a game and their defense looking just as good as expected and still barely losing to uh, the Chargers. I'd be upset if I was them. The Eagles have all of the reason in the world to feel confident because Jalen Hurts looked great. But neither of them like walk out of the weekend being like, you know what? Saw what I needed to see. Super Bowl, here we come. And the Cowboys feel that way. 
Uh, I don't. No one's saying Super Bowl, KJ. You said it in the in carve. You yelled oh, yeah. it a couple yeah. times. I yelled it. Probably you absolutely yelled it seven times at carve. Yeah, but no, no one, really, no one's really sitting back thinking like, yes, they they're, they're going to beat the the Bucks in the NFC Championship right. or whatever. Unnecessary sports debate. Better loss: the Browns or the Cowboys, Week One. That's my that's my ESPN. I'd say voice. the Browns. My issues with the Cowboys. Loss is that a lot of their confidence is coming from the fact that the Buccaneers have a really good defense and their secondary was shredded. They had one of their starters out there of their four positions. Uh, actually, it came out with two. One broke his arm or hurt his arm in the middle of the game, early in the game. Uh, and they were playing their third corners or so, and they got torched. Antoine Winfield Jr. was the only starter that needed to be out there, and they absolutely torched everybody else that they ran out there. Um and, you know, it's, it's a lot harder for me to look at uh, the Browns and say that they would have been um, – or they don't have something to hang their hat on when really they played about as well as they could be expected with a couple fluke fumbles. Like their coach um, – help me out here um, – Stepans- Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski. I don't know why I wouldn't say Stepanski. Uh, I thought he called a really good game. He didn't make any boneheaded errors. He didn't have players running up, lining up like illegal formations or offsides, like delay games, like dumb coaching penalties didn't happen for the Browns. They just ran into Tyreek Hill and, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, and they did this without Odell Beckham Jr. at least gaining some attention for coverage. So between those, uh, those two, give me the Browns. Uh, the Cowboys looked very, very good. There's Baker, no, Baker no looked great too. Baker, Baker looked very good. Dylan, just admit Baker looked great. Just say it. Admit it. Look, I've given Baker plenty of credit over the years. I hate the, I hate the guy, but he is a a solid NFL quarterback. You don't like the yard sale commercial? He's pretty it's good not bad. in commercials. I think so. He's the, pretty good. Heisman <laughs> House is kind of funny. Yeah. I think he's uh, King Chach, but he is <laughs> King Chach. He has he has a dynamic personality. Um. That was a really fun game. Yesterday was really fun. Was a, lot, a lot of good uh, week no, one matchups. Fun. What? Living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and uh-huh. then saying, hey, I know you live in the state of Texas. The Texans usually would be on television, mm-hmm. but because the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, God. Um, definitely a much more deserving matchup. Like, I'm in the minority here for sure. Bill like, Steelers. The Bill, Bill Steelers was a highlight of the week in terms of matchups, and the Steelers' defense looks really, really good. Unfortunately, I did not get to watch every single play live. Like a real nerd, I listened to the game. You listened to Jags Texans. I listened to every play of that game. Oh, my God. Maybe watching it would have made it look like I wouldn't have paid attention to some of the errors, but the number of pre-snap issues that they had make me have to take heed of some of like the rumblings that maybe this coaching staff is – who leaked that right Not. before the game? That was really shitty. Urban's just fucking going ballistic, losing his shit. He hasn't even, I mean, before week one to have like, leaks inside your clubhouse, that's not good. I will say this, like, tinfoil hat, like, I do think that there are people, um, there's a, a writer for Stadium who, whenever Urban Meyer was getting run out and fired, like, he could not get enough of running every article and then, like, being fully into that beat of like Urban should never coach again or be around players at all or whatever, blah, blah, I get it, so be it. You're right, whatever, fired. Like I do think there are people who flat out don't like Urban Meyer and 
will oh, yeah. enjoy his failure much more than like if the Texans went 0 and 17. Like there will be way fewer articles written that the Texans head coach like isn't cut out for it when essentially the roster that Herb Meyer's dealing with is not as good as the Texans. Much better quarterback. Although Tyrod Taylor looked good, but he's good. The Texans he's have adequate quarterback. More guys with names than Sure. Maybe we gave him credit for. Um, can you keep opining on that while I take a very emergency tanky yeah. break? I'm very sorry. Oh, let's go, Dave. While you're doing that, I do want to ask, Dylan, about um, last night's game. The Bears and the um, Rams. This would be an opportune moment for us to have our, our camera guy. I, I shouldn't call you camera guy. That's an insult. I'm sorry, Randy. That is a big smile, slap in the face. The, Randy, the I, man Randy Savage. I, I do want your opinion on how the Bears looked, but Dylan, are you uh, at all surprised or like happy with the outcome of like the Stafford golf trade at this point? Um, <sighs> golf. Okay. Golf looked all right. They both look comfortable in, on their new teams. Mm-hmm. Golf, it might be a situation where he just needed a new setting, yeah. a new team, a new offense, a new coach to play for. I don't know. They both look solid. Uh, Stafford still very much has an arm. Uh, he looked really good. I uh, I found myself in that game being like, holy shit, these uniforms look cool. Their stadium, I don't know if it's lights or what, but their stadium looks cool. Their stadium <laughs> is, it looks like it's, I said this Earlier, we weren't recording. It looks like they're on a different planet. Yeah, like, like it's it's futuristic looking. It's it's like the most impressive stadium I've ever seen by far. Um, and I tonight might uniforms. change that opinion. I have a feel. I haven't seen any games played. Obviously, not with a crowd, but I've only oh, seen we're shots. In LA tonight? Of the, no, no, Vegas. I mean, Ve- yeah, yeah, LA, yeah. Vegas is what I meant. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see that because I I do foresee myself trying to figure out how to get some tickets and make that trip. But yeah, SoFi Stadium though, um, it looks. It's first of all, it's just massive. It looks oh. futuristic. You got this. That what? Cowboys next week. At yeah, Chargers, that's so right. You'll that's right. The Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys will be there. Um, and their uniforms. Yeah, they're sick. I blew, I think I was one of the only people who went to bat for their uniforms when they were they f- were first announced. I didn't realize I that they them. changed that they were originally doing a bone color, you know, which you know we'll hear some more about bone later. Um, but they changed it a full white uniform last night and apparently that's going to be an alternate and they'll bring back some of the bone jerseys but i'm i don't know what it is about the rams maybe it's Jalen ramsey maybe it's aaron donald i don't mind it when they win i kind of found myself rooting for them. i was rooting my ass off for the lions to come back and win that game and i don't even care about either team but i, I kind of want to see the rams Dude, I, I i have nothing against the rams i i'm i'm excited if they're good uh, i don't know it was fun to watch. I was asking about the stadium and just the overall Rams vibe. I feel like I would, if I had no allegiance at this point in time, like, I don't know, let's say my team drafts a kicker in the second round and trades away picks to do it, and then <laughs> he kicks like 35% on his field goals. Like, uh-huh. I might then recommit to the Rams. I did watch a little bit of that Texans Jags game, like enough to see that uh, the Jags look completely un- like poorly coached and the Texans. I did have the feeling that they're going to win more games than people think, mm-hmm. just because I think, like I, like we were saying, Tyrod Taylor's a quarterback who can win games, right? Uh, and Mark Ingram looked good, like mm-hmm. looked young. Um, and they've so, got Philip Lindsay behind that. And Philip Lindsay, Duke, they don't have Duke Johnson anymore, but they have David Johnson, I think, on still on their roster. They've got David like Johnson three, still on their roster. Yeah, they've still got they've got a lot of names: Brandon Cooks, Danny Mandola, um, and then. 
they do have uh, Laramie Tunsil on their line. Like they've got some names. I have no idea what they've got. And going on, on defense. I think more importantly than anything, like they've got Jack Easterby in the front office. And I think everybody in this podcast on this podcast owes him an owes apology. Him an apology. <laughs> oh shit. I didn't think about the fact that every game the Texans win Jack Easterby grows a little bit more confident. Is this, is this what you, uh, if you're a Texans fan, are you, are you rooting for Owen 17 or, or are you like, do you want to see something from some of these guys? And, and, realistically let's say you win eight games let's say you go eight and nine um because i don't think anybody's pre- I, I don't know most people didn't have them winning four or five games with everything that's going four on with the franchise Vegas odds. okay let's say you wow. overperform and you just kind of bone your draft position i don't know who coming out next year they'd be looking at but they obviously need a quarterback um i feel like it's thibodeau stingley jr and then qb is up in the air who knows I've, uh, it's going to be one of those years where we're going to get a Josh Allen, Carson Wentz type name that bubbles up from Nevada or something. I say that because their quarterback is getting that kind of hype, but who knows? If, to answer your question, uh, I think it was about week four last year that I began rooting for uh, the Jags to lose every game. <laughs> very loudly, very publicly, and then rooting for Urban Meyer to end up there. And it all happened. I got you were rooting for I Urban wanted. Meyer. But when there's a guy like Trevor Lawrence sitting there that you know is just True. very far and away the guy. I don't know if there's one like that coming out uh, this year. But there's going to be one guy that you need. I don't care if it's a lineman yeah. or a DM. Or, uh, or the what. safety, the kid from uh, Notre Dame. Notre, oh, Kyle Hamilton would be another yeah. piece. I don't care who it is. You just need them if you're one of those teams. So Did you guys? Um, Jameis is the other note. But, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, did you guys get into Saints, uh, Saints-Packers yet? Not yet. Okay. Not at all. 140 yards and five <laughs> touchdown passes for old Jameis and no picks. Hey, man. Uh, you know, they were pointing out a lot of throws that he didn't make that they love saying the old Jameis would have made. And I, I haven't watched too many of his, you know, his performances when he was in Tampa. I didn't right. watch a ton. But I, I do know that was he was, pro- <laughs> he was prone to that, forcing some stuff. And very efficient, very I good. weirdly find myself being happy for him. Yeah. Like I, as weird as he is, and as as cringy as some of his uh, speeches are, I think he's a well-meaning dude. He was just like, I don't know. I just I want him to do well. Short of like, yes, you know, uh, he's eating W's and he, remember his. Who amongst us hasn't you know been caught stealing bubble gum from like a, a grocery <laughs> store in the past? His case, crab legs, very stupid. Remember his. Oh, we he some, did do crab. Remember legs. his some dogs speech in the the Florida State locker room as he came back as an NFLer. <laughs> yes. To like pump the. They were like, what? what are you talking? Dude, about? the man He's literally just, ate a W. He ate a W that he made with his fingers. I I feel like he might be. He's like 25, 26, too. Yeah. The perfect storm for Sean Payton to basically be like, you know, I am that guy. Like, it was not Drew Brees. Like, they don't have that kind of Bill Belichick-type relationship axe to grind. Like, if anything, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Drew Brees isn't, like, working out with Jameis in the offseason now that Tyson Hill's, Taysom Hill's not going to be the thing. Full head of hair, forcing. Drew Brees. Um, oh, buddy. Insane. Oh, buddy. What – do you just is there just like some glow up before you can get on like a they have to like just redo your hairline like they did the same thing to Witten yeah Jason Witten did the same thing so I, I had a theory what is this roast stand you directed in David's direction no, seems no, un- seemed a little unnecessary that was a, that was a li- listen to, that was a listen to this guy he's been throwing that roast hand around a lot today you know who's throwing around a roast hand Robert Mathis oh <laughs> I don't even know where our cameras are respect um I'm a is anybody where like not even from a football 
perspective, but I'm just worried about Aaron Rodgers in general. Uh, his, his is it the man bun? What is it? He just looks, he just looks over it. Like, obviously, he was terrible yesterday. They were terrible. Terrible. Marshawn Lattimore was very, 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 very good in that game, though. Right. Like, and, and without Devontae Adams, I think Aaron Rodgers is very, very good, but. I feel like he kind of finds himself in like rhythms where like he needs to find a guy to go to, and he kept trying to go there, and it wasn't there. Um, but yeah, just his his post game, just I don't know, and that's him, and like he's oh, he's been a weird guy, yeah. Like he's always been his own dude, and and given everything, I wonder if this is a com- complete implosion of a season. I know it's one game, um, but he is the reigning MVP, and to to come out of the gates like that <laughs> is not good. It's going to be an interesting season for that division in general just because I think the Lions are going to lose a lot of games and they're going to have a lot of games like yesterday where they're too dumb to be like, hey, it's better if we lose. Like They're going to keep trying to win games. That's a prime example of a team that like is going to be tied for a top three pick at the end of the season and they go out there and win by 40 on purpose. Um, so I think them versus the Packers is going to be more competitive than it usually should be. Uh, I think – I don't know if I have many comments about the Vikings I want to make, uh, with the exception of, like, Dalvin Cook's still very, very good. There's no reason they should have lost to the Bengals yesterday. Like, there were just too many dumb errors. Bengals look good. Bur- Burrow's back. He's healthy. But, geez, that was bad. I'm sorry. I know we're going game by game, but yikes. Okay. That's all I got. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saving myself. You look very dejected. I'm saving myself. Are you myself harboring from, something? No, no. Do you have some F1 takes you just are champing at the bit to get to? Because <laughs> I heard you did. Yeah. Before we do that, can I talk about a new sponsor alert? Mm-hmm. I think it's a new for this podcast. I think it's sponsor. a new sponsor alert for this particular it's new That's enough. Give it to us, Dylan. Do new it. sponsor. We have a new sponsor alert. Rothy's. Folks. Big news in shoes. Rothy's is now selling men's sneakers and men's driving loafers. Would anybody like to start interject, take a guess on the <laughs> shoes I wore to Brett's two-year anniversary dinner the other night? Anybody? Anybody? I'm hoping it's Rothy's, because if not, that's weird. Yeah, actually, <laughs> no, I wore, no, yeah, I wore Rothy's. Uh, they are the most comfortable shoes I currently own, and that's just facts. That's just flat-out facts. So we got to pick some out, like everybody in the company, and um, – I'm the only one who didn't pick the kind that y'all did. We got bone. Y'all got the bone ones. Bone, bone. Well, and I like. They call me uh, D Bone or Bone Man. They call you the Bone Man. Or bone you're, the, you're the original Bone Zone Bozo. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to say, I'm, I'm very jealous of y'all and y'all's bone ones. I like yeah. mine too, but the bone, I'm, as a guy who always goes white, off white, bone, I'm jealous of y'all. Y'all looked very good in them. You probably heard your wife, your sister, your mother, your daughter. Or friends, or Bay Dylan, mm-hmm. talk about their love of Rothy's women's shoes. Well, now they've got their sustainable materials, their washable design, and their innovative craftsmanship available in men's shoes. Looking good and feeling great just got easier thanks to Rothy's innovative approach to shoe design. From the unbeatable comfort to the fact that you can wash them, these shoes check every box. They are sneaky comfortable. I did not know that when uh-huh. I ordered mine and I got mine, and I was like, oh, I just I could just wear these around as house shoes if I wanted to. I feel to. like I could take them from, you know, like a fancy dinner and you just go cross somebody up on the blacktop. Or if you were in the boardroom, you could go from the boardroom to the discoteca. That's true. You could also do that, KJ. Uh I have to say, both of you guys went bone. I think you went bone and hunter, or you went hunter, correct? Correct. Yeah. I I, I zigged where both of you zagged. What? You will see me next week 
in the olive. The loafers? <laughs> no. Oh, the, oh, the, the shoe. Okay. Yes. Are you kidding me? Oh, snakes. Yes. The, the olive snakes. Oh, yes. I'm just, no one, I'm just saying. No one expected that. Earth tones, your boys got them covered. That's fantastic. Well, I can't wait to see you in them. No wonder Rothy's best-selling men's shoe, the Driving Loafer in Navy, gets a five-star review from almost every customer. Sustainable. Rothy's men's shoes are knit with 100% recycled materials. Even the sneaker laces are made from plastic water bottles. How cool was that? That is awesome. That is cool. Um, it's We're very to have them on board. Happy to have them on board. Sorry. Upgrade your shoe game with the new men's options from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash bang. That's rothys.com slash bang to discover what all the hype's about. It's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash bang. Check it out. Why did, why did that dude say discoteca in that video? Like, you know he's a, goes to a discoteca. You know he's one of the Coke brothers' kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, that, we're shit? talking why his name's Wyatt Coke, how's which that, is a dope name. How's that Live company one or doing? The, the deceased one. Um is there not only one Wyatt? I don't. Does it? He's the. We're talking about the freaking discotheca, KJ. Okay. You, no, I don't know if his fun. father is alive and well. I don't. I can't speak for the Coke brothers. Said the Coke brothers. Their again. kid. One of the Coke brothers' kids. I'm saying he's the heir. There's only one Coke bro remaining. So which one is it? You talking about Dylan? He's right next to you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Freaking a. <laughs> What a derail. We just nailed the Rothy's Speaking ad. Of derail. We absolutely. What? Can we party? You want to? Are you saying? Ooh. Are you trying to tell me right now you want to party? Is it really I mean, time to party? All right. That's what they called y'all. Derails, right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at him. Look at me. <laughs> Unbelievable. What's KJ doing to KJ, this podcast? KJ, you want to talk uh, F1? I know you've been, you've been chomping at the bit. There are rumors out there that the event held at Monza... Monza. One for one in pronunciations. Uh, was a little bit of a con- controversial uh, F1 Grand Prix, Grand Prix in Italy. Grand Prix. Uh, the event uh, included a wreck. What a god see. Between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Scary, dude. I thought he's, I thought my man was going to get his head crunched. Uh, I know the cars are built for that, but it still looks scary yeah. to me. That, that's a head crunch in which, um, uh, waiting to happen. Verstappen's car entirely... Uh, basically got lifted onto uh, Hamilton's car. He popped that bitch up on two wheels. Yeah. The surprise of here is a little bit because I feel like there's a sentiment that if these two wreck, okay, what did Hamilton do again? Oh. Verstappen was actually penalized this time. Oh. I'm not here to break down saying that's right or wrong. All I know is Verstappen got penal- is going to be penalized grid spots in uh, the upcoming Grand Prix or the next Grand Prix. Are you saying maybe they deal with these two drivers differently in the media or otherwise? Uh, no, no, no. I don't even think that's the case. Okay. I think that Lewis Hamilton's in a position where he knows that he's got to have every little advantage he can get with the difference in the cars right now and how good of a driver Max Verstappen is. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny to see how strong the cult, not follow, cult followings, but like the fan bases ride for their drivers in this like weirdly like just as much as like nascar fans did yeah like it's it's very very real so when this happened you know the verstappen people were definitely out there blaming hamilton right out of the gate um the controversy you may have heard of is that the driver that won this 
is one Danny Ricardo, which could also be pronounced if you're from Italy as Go ahead. Danny Ricciardo. 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 There's Ricciardo. not a second Yardo. Not a second I in Danny Ricciardo. Uh, I was announcing that Danny Ricciardo had won this race on Saturday amongst some lads uh, out at the lake, and I said Danny Ricciardo. There is a second I. There are oh, two I's. Okay, well then. You just don't. You don't. It's not Ricciardo. I, I mean, there's not a third, I guess, is what okay. I'm saying. A second after the. Gotcha. You know. Who called you on this? Because I feel like the, the guys you were with aren't into F1 at all. None How did they were. know? None of them were. They were just poaching on the fact that I have found myself being very interested and very excited about the outcomes of F1 races for who knows what reason. Blame the show. Blame this show. Who knows? I'm just out there trying to be involved, trying to cheer a little bit. And uh, one Jake Kemp friend of the show uh, called me on it and has sent, sent me no less than 10 different texts with uh, the phonetic pronunciation spelling of uh, Danny Ricardo as I pronounced it. And none of them. Ricciardio. There are Y's, <laughs> there are D's, it's just not pretty. That's okay. Just trying to be better. Ricciardio is closer than Ricardo, I feel like. I feel like saying Ricardo was going to be a cop-out. That doesn't even sound right. But whatever. He's Australian, mate. Australian-Italian. Curveball, for sure. He's like a Peroni and Fulsters. Those are two beers. I'm sorry. All right, one from Italy. I'm partying a little hard today. I always do this without my wallet on me for some reason. I want to show the people that I've got a $25, potentially still valid, Outback Steakhouse gift card for a fan out there for no reason. I will will buy your dinner if that thing is still available to use. It's four-plus years old. There's no way. Ronaldo, as we know. Ronaldo. Big Ronaldo fans. Will Will had himself a Saturday. Uh, You know what? Did he, though? Because he said he didn't cry. I expect I expect tears from Will. I Just would, saying. Would have pegged him for a cry for sure. Okay. Um, score twice. You would have pegged him? Listen to that on no. Circling Back. <laughs> what are you doing? Vitor Belfort. Did you watch any of this fight? No. I can I didn't even try to illegally stream it. I, I had I look. What was this, by the way? Like who threw this? I think this is Triller. Again? Okay. Yeah, Vitor Belfort uh, fighting Holyfield, who's like sixty in his sixties, right? Like fifty eight. Fifty eight. I don't want to see old guys get punched in the brain. I don't want to. So Evander Holyfield is one of the all time greats, of course. And he, if you hear him talk, you, you're like, okay, like that's a guy who's taken a lot of punches. That he's a boxer, right? He doesn't need to be doing this, and he got fucking wrecked. Dude. Vitor Belfort is like an MMA legend, a UFC legend. Older out of his well. prime, but not. I mean, still in his early forties, I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say he's like forties, not. Um, to where like he can move and he can. He obviously has the advantage. Um, and man, this was sad. Um, we had some ex-president commentary, <laughs> which I mean, like honestly, the only thing that would have made me tune in was if I thought that there was a chance that this could go four or five rounds, and just to listen to to whatever chaos would ensue when the guy who was just president. Calls into a triller fight to on site the whole time. He was on site. Both of them were on site the entire fight. Him and uh, DJT, DJTJ, and DJT. Okay, I'm uh, I'm insane now. I they spent their time on on the evening of uh, yeah, but yeah, that was insane. I was with a group of people who would have taken great joy for there have been a lot of. Uh, a lot of golden commentary piece, like commentary coming out of it. There wasn't a lot, no, no, because no. the whole event 
lasted five minutes. That was fake. That dossier, the golden shower thing. Okay. Okay. Did he say? Did he say anything uh, politically even. driven or controversial, or is just being like obnoxious? Trump? No. He. I mean, what? I guess you have you to also remember. Trump is fight guy for sure. Did you talk about getting Biden in the ring or anything? Uh, no, okay. he did that previously. During right. the, the weigh-in, he did get a call in. Or he called in to the weigh-in, and uh, the question was asked by the host, if he was to have a fight, who would it be? If he could fight anyone, which is a layup question here. And Trump definitely wisely first says, well, I'm not worried about fighting any professionals. That could be dangerous. Kudos to him. I agree. It would be dangerous for me as well, as it was for Holyfield. Uh, but then he goes on to say, I think Joe Biden would be my easiest fight. Why couldn't he pick like a, a, a hated dictator or, you know, Kim Jong-un? Oh, no, I guess they, they, they found some common ground. Find somebody. Find another leader and, and, and you know, say that. Like, I've so- got an idea. Uh, why don't you say I would knock out the invisible enemy right and hear him right now? I'd fight Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fight childhood hunger. You know, they say uh, I've got the antibodies. <laughs> okay. Uh, Anyhow, it, it just was a, oh, a bizarre event. Skip, I'm glad it happened. Well, we skipped the the the, the note that this was on 9-11, the yeah. 20th anniversary. I didn't want to belabor, but yes. I just wanted to point that out. That <laughs> I know he did some stuff in New York. I, I guess he was there. It was not his whole day. This no, but like he did end his 20-year his twenty remembrance of 9-11 by uh, calling the Triller fight. <laughs> I would say, like, as the father of a one-year-old and mm-hmm. an uncle, like, it might yeah. not be any different as, like, if you have plans on the night of your child's first birthday, like, what you're doing that night doesn't matter as long as you There's a cutoff. That day. That's you fair. Know, it ain't That's your fair. birthday the whole day. We gave you, like, 7 a.m. to 11. Um, and finally, <laughs> old blue eye and green eye. Hey. Matt Scherzer. 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 You Scherzer. know how to say it. No, I don't. Scherzer. Scherzer. Yeah, sure. Sir. Sure. <laughs> For sure. Scherzer. Uh, 3,000 strikeouts. Congratulations. Yeah. More importantly, something I've learned from MLB The Show and Noah Syndergaard just going off for the Pirates in 2023 is uh, an immaculate inning. Do you know what that is? Um, I've Dylan? never heard the term before, but I, I would guess it's just nine pitches, nine strikes, three outs. Okay. Is that what it is? That is. Okay. That's I've exactly never heard that before. That's exactly what I swear to God, I've never heard immaculate inning. And to be honest, I feel like I think it might be one of the cooler things that you could do as a pitcher. I think a complete no hitter, no walks, like a perfect game. Perfect game. It's for sure the pinnacle. Immaculate inning might be very damn cool. I also think three strike innings are pretty cool too, because it includes profound stupidity on the other team. Give me give me the immaculate inning again. What the criteria? Three strikes each for each batter. So no balls, no fouls, three strikeouts. Nine total pitches. Yep. There could outs. be foul balls, right? Nope. Because you're well, not going to strike them out. Well, you, well so the, fir- like, the first two could be foul yeah, balls. And then ground out. No, no. Three strikes and end in a strikeout, all of them. So three up, three down, strike, strike, strike. I guess you could have nine foul strikes. balls. I'm sorry. You yeah. can have foul balls, but it still has to be three pitches at, okay. for correct, the at-bat. Correct, correct, Yes, I, I guess I'm, I was thinking. You could like fell it, too it off and then go down swinging. See, exactly. it, the reason I don't know what this – is is because um, my pitching career ended against the um, OCBF, the Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship team, as they absolutely shelled me into oblivion at Keys Park. Mark that on your bingo board. Tom. I was like 11 years old, and I just got—I had no business being out there. Yeah. One of the one of the dads tried to show me a curveball before the game. <laughs> 
I don't, dude, I'm a, I am 11. I don't, he was giving me the signs. I was like, dude, I'm not throwing a curveball. You were like, going to Tommy not, Johns the next day if you, you went out there trying to throw a curveball. I, I like, was like, what, I'm what just trying name, to get it over the plate. What was the name of the team again? OCBF. OCBF, Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. It's a church Oak Cliff. in Oak Cliff, and they rocked my shit. Okay, thank you. I just added some notes here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that was... Yeah, combined one-hitter shutout of the Padres. Again, Padres. WTF happened. Just completely have fallen off in the second half. <laughs> Finish off the season strong like the Giants are. That is my baseball. <clears throat> oh, Man, baby. Is it, all, is it already time to run That's a fun pod. Stu, you want to run it back? Yeah, let's run it back. You want to give me a sec to... Uh, yeah. Let's roll. While you're doing that, shout out to Valtteri Bottas. Shout out uh, to their families as well. And Ooh. looking at the wreck and just turning and like... It is time to run it back. He really did that. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Excuse me. Pull a tape from last week, dipshit Arkansas fan who called in. (laughs) Brett may have pulled a fast one on us with the bison cooler confiscation. Texas does need to be put in rice. I'm sorry. Does Texas need to be put in rice? (laughs) uh, Case rice. Do not propose after your team takes an L or... Generally speaking, when you're in college. Just don't propose. (laughs) Yes, don't propose ever. (laughs) Baker Mayfield, solid quarterback, good in commercials, still a chotch. King chotch, in your words. Drew Brees has a full head of hair, and A-Rodge has a man bun. Rothy's can be worn from the restaurant, to the blacktop, to the boardroom, to the discotheque. That is a full day. Can you imagine? Wow. And finally, Dave got absolutely shelled by Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship. Shout out OCBF. That concludes Run It Back. That was good. That was a good episode. That was a fun one. Um, I didn't get to play this SEC, guys. Uh, very measured. Actually was a good call. And I can play it right now if you've got Let's play it right one now. One minute. And then uh, let it stew. It. Play it. We'll talk. We can maybe talk and about then it. And we'll on. play it on Thursday again, maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. It's the first time I've heard the Ted Cruz. Uh, it's just crazy that he's on here as the, as the voicemail guy um but no guys what's up it's deuce from georgia um i'm sitting here watching the texas arkansas game and obviously i'm on i'm on the twitter um seeing everybody talking about how texas doesn't want this texas doesn't want that and honestly like i'm a georgia fan i'm not a texas fan but can everyone please shut the hell up and realize that when texas comes to the SEC, they're going to be a different football team with different recruits and everything else in between. I just can't. Everyone just won't shut the hell up and be like, oh, Texas, you really want some of this, buddy? Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Anyways, bye. I just really liked uh, his SEC guy impersonation at the end. You really I, used to be his booty? Uh, look, I hope he's right. Can I only mean, imagine the ats if uh, I would have used that voice. Uh, I feel like Missouri and Texas A&M proved this to be true. Like, yeah. The, the laziest take, which I've he alluded to and I've seen all over Twitter, is that Texas is going to have a rude awakening in the SEC. Yeah, they've been struggling in the Big 12, of course. Like They need they need to do a lot to get back on track. Like That's, that's not exactly I hope Arkansas take. runs the table. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. Thursday night, uh, 630. Yep. Dip picks, DraftKings, all that good biz. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Shout out to his family.